from New York, it's Ask an Engineer. Hey everybody, and welcome to Ask an Engineer. We got an hour of jam-packed news, new products, leaks, updates, and by the way, did you know there's a new microcontroller? All that and more on Ask Engineer. Uh, we got an exciting show for tonight, so let's jump right into it. Phil, why don't you tell them what's on tonight's show? All right, on tonight's show, uh, a little bit of reminder, we are shipping smart and safe. All of our teams have protocols and more, and... We're also doing the 100 days of masking. Talk about that in a little bit. Here's some pre-COVID photos of our team. Our team, thank you very much. Please keep placing orders. It keeps us in business. That's what we do. We make electronics. We manufacture electronics. We ship them to you right here from New York City, USA. Show and tell people around the world showing and sharing their projects. Lady will show. We'll show and, and share them. Yeah. About who's on the show and tell and more. Uh, do a little bit of time traveling. Got them help on it. Got some Python and hardware news. Got some main New York City factory footage, got some 3D, and then everyone's favorite segment, DigiKey and Adafruit present, Ion MPI, new products, top secret, we'll answer your questions. We do that over on Discord where we're almost up to 27,000 people. It'll be 27,000 people in just a few moments. All that more on, you guessed it. Dun, dun, dun. That's an engineer. That's us. All right, let's kick it off. Yeah. Uh, so let's first do what's going on now. So um, for the next like 90-ish days left, 95. Can you imagine it was only last week that the inauguration happened? Like a year ago. I know. Um, so uh, every single day for the next 95 days, 97 days, 93 days or so, we're going to be putting a mask in every order. And that just means when you check out, you get... From Proto, or you get a Stemma, you get free UPS ground, you get Circuit Playground Express. It also means that we're going to toss a mask in USA only, but you get a mask. That's right. You also get $99 or more a free Promo Proto half size breadboard. One for nine or more, you'll get a free Stemma QT board. We'll choose from a random selection. If you make an account, you'll get a different one each time. Uh, if you don't, you'll just get a random one. $199 or more, you get free UPS ground shipping. That's that nice brown truck. And $299 or more, you get a Circuit Playground Express, our all-in-one development board that's great for learning microcontroller programming with Arduino, MakeCode, CircuitPython, and more. Okay. And uh, don't forget, even if you have a mask, maybe give it to someone. Um, they're cool. They're goth. Yeah, they're black. And, and uh, if everyone does it, we can all just keep everyone a little bit safer for a little bit longer, and that is what we have to do. Next up, show and tell. People around the world showing and sharing their favorite projects. Projects they're working on and more. Lady Ada, who's on the show and tell this week and what they share? I'm glad you asked. We had Phil B. come by and demo Protomatter tiling now available in CircuitPython. I think it just got PR'd. Um, Jeff Epler made a uh, smarter text wrapping library for poetry. So he showed off the poet poem that was spoken last week um, at the inauguration. Uh, and he, he showed it off and, and how nicely it wrapped. Um, Trevor is making an AR uh, Raspberry Pi Pico overlay. So you, if you have a Raspberry Pi Pico and you're like, what are all these pins? You can point your phone at it and it will like show the pins in like magical augmented reality. Aaron uh, did a chandelier guide. We'll show that off uh, later when we talk about guides. It's a beautiful uh, a breathing, it's like for breathing in the morning. She, she does breath experiments or practice. Melissa uh, made a Titano based PDA. So watch out Palm. I said everyone should should short palm this week. That's the that's the stock because she's got this cool Titano PDA that can launch a calculator, and that's the beginning of the end. Um, JP has a 
cap touch um, overlay with a stem QT board and he showed off um, playing a, um, a an audio visualizer based in processing. Uh, Noam Pedro have a boombox that they 3D printed. We'll show that off uh, also in guides. We have a little video. Scott has been working on Pico. He can finally talk about it. He's actually been for the last month working on the Raspberry Pi Pico. That's why he hasn't been on Show and Tell. We also had from the community, uh, Kevin from DigiKey come by. He's been working on a COVID tracker on the MagTag. Professor G uh, made a cute little mask robot that goes around and distributes masks. You should give away some eight different masks. Liz is working on a Pico-based MIDI fighter, a, a CircuitPython version of her first project. Dan D uh, made his first PCB. It's a countdown timer. And Mark is building super bright LED lamps for photography. All right. That is our show and tell. Every single week, we have a live series of shows, including a show and tell. If you're watching this right now, it's Wednesday, 8 p.m. Ask an engineer. If you saw the show and tell, it was Wednesday, 7.30 p.m. Show and tell. Together, these shows are our Wednesday shows that we do at night. Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. show and tell, and Wednesday, 8 p.m. we do Ask an Engineer. Um, Desk of Lady Ada is what we do every single Sunday. Lady Ada o'clock. Yeah, this Sunday uh, we have one coming up, but what did we do last Sunday? Um, last Sunday, okay, what did we do? Well, we talked about the Pico because that was new, so we answered a lot of Pico questions. We also had a special stream on Wednesday yeah. uh, just for the Pico, and that was really exciting because uh, it was 3 in the morning. Um, we also did um, a great search, and we looked for solder because somebody had emailed us, sorry, posted on our TikTok, which is like the coolest TikTok in town, asking how to find silver, silver bearing solder. So we showed how to find that on DigiKey. It's not easy not to know how to search for, and that's what the great search is all about. Okay. So tune in later on this week. We'll have another great search, and then we'll also have whatever you're working on this, this week. weekend on your, on your desk. Yep. All right, so JP's series of shows we have a few things that we do each week um tuesdays we do the product pick and then tomorrow is jp show we also do a make a minute so we're going to play the highlight from the product pick of the week and then a little bit of a preview of what's coming up soon this is this cool touch thing that jp is working on and then we're going to do make code minute so back to back to back see you on the other side are my two product picks of the week. The MCP 4728 Quad DAC breakout board and we've got the Raspberry Pi Pico. I've got the Quad DAC board and I have it running over its stem QT through a breakout cable into the appropriate pins on my little Raspberry Pi Pico here. As I move this potentiometer, I'm changing that little dial there which is what the Quad DAC is doing. It's sending out voltage, analog voltage to that meter all that's running on this little Pico board. Those are my product picks of the week. It's the MCP4728 Quad DAC breakout board with Stemma QT, and it's the Raspberry Pi Pico RP2040.
minute today, what I wanted to do is show you how you can add some potentiometers to your game machine so that you can create paddle-based arcade games right inside of Make Code Arcade and run them on hardware such as this Pi Badge or the Pi Gamer. And the way this is possible is with these JST connectors that we have here and the Feather library inside of Make Code, which allows you to read these analog pins. All of these Feather pins are broken out, including these two on these JST connectors. And these are just some simple little breakout uh, potentiometers that we have that use a JST three pin connector. And I made this little game of uh, sort of a pong, although you can't lose, you only get points for, for hitting the ball, so that we could demonstrate that. So let me just uh, show you right inside of Make Code how this works. First thing I did was I went to Advanced Extensions, and in here I looked for the Feather Library extension. It might not show up because I've already got it in here, but if you search through here, you'll find Feather. Click it, it adds a new section to the pins that are available inside of the pins category that are these Feather Breakout pins. Not just your usual pins, but also A1 through five, or zero through five rather, and D zero through 13, as well as D two and three, which are those breakouts uh, for the JST. The game is actually fairly simple. And the main thing I wanted to show is this right here, analog read pin three, uh, D three, or analog read pin D two. That's how I have these two separate analog reads. And we also get uh, power and ground on there, but this white wire is where the data, uh, analog data is being read. And the rest of the game is fairly straightforward. So I won't go through the particulars of it, but just this key thing here that we can read an analog pin, which is gonna map from zero to 1023, and then remap that to some, in this case, coordinates on the screen. And so that is how you can use Make Code Arcade with the Feather extension to add some paddle controllers to your game. That is your Make Code Minute. All right, time travel. Two things going on, and then some reminders. Yes. Uh, first up, so we'll be shipping Adabox around March, April, so we only have a few left. If you haven't already, sign up. Yes. Comes out every quarter. We'll give more updates. We will be out for sure, so this is pretty much the last bits. There might be somebody who cancels or moves or something like that, but we're we're in the less than like 10 left out of thousands. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then today, uh, the video's posted up now, and you can also look at the chat logs. We did Yay. a hack chat. Yes, a um, twofer. Yeah, we did six months in with the ESP32 S2, and then a look at the RP2040. So it was a pretty big chat with uh, all the new things and processes yes. and more. What was funny is when we first scheduled this hack chat, it was for the only ESP, only for the ESP32 S2. You know, after six months, how were how we doing with this chip? And then, you know, of course, in the last week, a new chip drops. It's sort of like, hey, let's just double it up. So we had um, me, the CircuitPython team, Phil, everybody coming by and uh, chatting about uh, RP240, 2040, and ESP32. We answered all your questions. We gave advice. We did not speak for these companies or these chip fabricators, but we gave us uh, uh, everybody's, we gave everybody our honest opinions and uh, experiences using them. So if you're interested in using either the ESP32 S2 or RP2040, please check out the hack chat. It was today. There's going to be a, there's a video and there's also a transcript. Yeah. Also, um, so our jobs were just a lot of people looking for folks to join their companies and more. Uh, a couple that just showed up in the last 24 hours, an enrollment director at Blue Stamp Engineering in the San Francisco Bay Area, 
And then an ESP32 phone app expert at Glamcore Global LLC. Um, one, uh, I think remote is okay, and the other one is contract, and it can be anywhere. That's so, cool. So if you haven't already, check out jobs.adafruit.com. It's our jobs board. Uh, Lamore and I approve each one of these jobs, and that just means there's no spam, there's no scams, and uh, you're able to either post your skills or, if you're a company, you can find really good people. Okay, next up. It's time for Blinka. What's yeah. going on in the news of CircuitPython? Absolutely nothing happened this week. No, yeah. Tons of happened. Way too much happened. The headlines kind of write themselves. So, um, Okay. Know. CircuitPython snakes its way to new Raspberry Pi Pico board, so we have a build. Um, but I think the bigger story, aside from just CircuitPython uh, being this, on this new yeah. board, is the fact that out of all the choices, out of all the things, uh, what is Raspberry Pi going with? Uh, Python on hardware. Python on hardware. That's so, what it shipped with, not Arduino support. Although that is coming. Yeah, Arduino announced they're going to do some support, but there is a big shift, and this is what you know. This is that wave what we wanted to catch. And also where, where everyone was saying, like, oh, this is what's going to happen with the processor speeds, the capabilities, and just being able to take your code and move it around. Um, if you think about it, it's kind of neat. You can run the same code on a Raspberry Pi Linux computer as you can on a Pico. That's right. And, you know, you could take our CircuitPython stuff point. and run it in both places. Correct. And it, and it just works. I so. did even a demo of that. I tried a sensor. It worked both ways. Of course, it doesn't have Wi-Fi and Linux. But it is cool. It's a new chip from uh, the Pi Foundation. They also released a board. The chip isn't quite available in raw quantities yet, but you can get these boards. We had uh, some in stock. We had a couple thousand. We've been selling them over the last week. I think we're out now. Um, sign up to get notified if you want more. So why don't you keep scrolling, and we'll see what else happens. Yeah, so that's the big news. Um, and if this was a, another week, well, um, I'll get to the other news story that I thought was pretty big. Um, but the Circuit Python beta just came out, so if you're looking for support for those... Uh, RP2040 boards specifically, like if you want to run a Pico, we got it. Um, also for the ESP32-S2, there's some new things that you can check out now. A lot of bug fixes and tweaks, you know, we're going through and, and fixing stuff. But yeah, the, the RP2040 is big. And then if you're, you know, we're adding more boards as well. Yeah, uh, we, we also wrote a guide. We have a guide getting started with Raspberry Pi, Pico, and CircuitPython. Um, and then a few other odds and ends. Um, you can... Uh, Check out some of the feedback that we got. People are, you know, instantly downloading stuff, trying it out. Um, the Pimeroni Pico keyboard running LEDs with Adafruit.star CircuitPython library. Yep. Uh, works immediately. Yeah, with MIDI and HID. Uh, of course, MicroPython got, you know, was released. That's the main um, uh, programming language for this board, just like Python is the main language for the Raspberry Pi. Uh, there's a book. We'll even show off the book. That book just came out. And yeah, uh, you know, people book. are starting to use it. They're, like, trying it out. We designed an uh, itsy bitsy. Sorry, we designed itsy bitsy a feather, a cutie pie, and a zero. Scott yeah. did a deep dive, and Blinka is in space. Yeah, I wanted to uh, spend a little bit of time on this. So this has been going on for a while, and this is actually from the NASA site. So there is Circuit Python in space now. We could say it for sure this is happening. Uh, check out the press release. Check out the news from NASA. Um, the VRX mission uses a swarm of these little satellites. Um, to demonstrate new technologies for radio networking and navigation. Uh, they're known as CubeSats, and it'll be uh, launched... Uh, uh, they uh, they launched, sorry, uh, this past Sunday aboard a SpaceX Falcon 9, and so now we can say CircuitPython snakes its way to space. Uh, CircuitPython snakes its way to SpaceX. Um, and even saw it go off because it, it launched yeah. from uh, kind of big news. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, and you could check out the PyCube board. You could check out the SpaceX rideshare program. Kind of funny. 
And uh, you can check out the satellite information from NASA. And you can check out all the other stuff there on Twitter. Is. Yeah, I think uh, if you look here, this is uh, Anne's photo. Anne saw this launch on Sunday morning. So cool. And uh, that's kind of neat. Uh, Inside there is CircuitPython. Blinka in space. So you can check out the other projects. Uh, tags, NeoPixel. This was neat. This was a neat um, fiber optic um, paraboloid made paraboloid. with a Teensy and CircuitPython. Um, here's the uh, state uh, vaccinations. Um, other SAMD boards, they all run CircuitPython. The Build Your Own Mechanical Keyboard, that includes... Uh, People love these custom keyboards. Yeah, that includes a, a Itsy Bitsy. Um, this is a Kickstarter that already, they, the person was on our Kickstarter and they already uh, got funded. Yay! Um, here's a wireless keyboard that runs CircuitPython. Here's Joey's project with the uh, Yeah, so that tricorder. last week, Clue yeah. thing. Um, there's a lot of stuff this week. Oh there my is a lot going on and you can kind of see, um, here's another neat example. Definitive guide attaching sensors to Raspberry Pi. Uses compatibility layer called Blinka for CircuitPython. You did your Blinka talk with... Uh, the Linux Australia. Linux Australia. Oh my God! Yeah, no wonder this week felt like a year. This has been a long week, and uh, you can check out the rest of the libraries on Learn Guides. We are now up to two hundred and ninety-two. We're almost up to three hundred libraries. All that and more. Check out what our team's doing, upcoming events, and that is our Python on Hardware news for the week. Whew. Blinka keeps bringing it. Yeah. Okay, moving right along. Yeah, we're an open source hardware company. To prove it, we have 2,406 guides. Lady Ada, what was on the big board this week? I'm glad you asked. We had a uh, guitar here, a MIDI controller using the uh, Cutie Pie and the Stemma QT um, Wiimote adapter. Um, so that was built into this uh, Guitar Hero. We'd had the, la that was last week. Last week we also had the Dark Saber build. Um, it's a 3D printed uh, prop maker projects so or making your own dark saber um, all 3d printed it's, it's a it was a big project they finally released it um, Colin wrote a guide on controlling electronics with your brain using nextmind um, so that uses uh, uh, unity um, and an Arduino we have a getting started with uh, Raspberry Pi Pico and circuit Python guide that Katni uh, put together just it's really easy because that's a UF2 bootloader built in um, the Adafruit feather and Forcan Express guide uh, if everyone was like waiting for it, that's on me. It, it took me a little bit of time, um, but I finally got it going. Uh, thanks for everybody for your patience. It's got Arduino and CircuitPython code in it. Uh, Noan Pedro did a new project, a Raspberry Pi YouTube boombox, um, built on uh, some code that Jepler wrote to make a standalone YouTube player. This now has speaker and everything built in, and it's got a nice 3D printed case. Erin made a beautiful crystal chandelier, just talked about that, uh, to help her with her morning meditations. It's got Bluetooth control and LEDs and um, her beautiful crystals. So she's really, she's getting a lot of mileage out of these crystals. She really likes them. Um, and also from uh, a contributor, Addy, uh, we have a how to make an AI freezer monitor. So this is kind of cool. You actually record temperature for 30 days and then uh, shows you how to use TensorFlow Lite to train a model um, that will detect anomalies in temperature. So it's kind of interesting. It's like a normal temperature monitor, but this time we're using TensorFlow Lite uh, to detect when it goes out of a normal um, it, it's an anomaly, not just out of normal range, but out of normal behavior, which is a little different than range. Okay. That's the guides. That's the guides for this week. Matrix 30 factory footage. Uh, take it away, factory.
Alright, then we get some stills, use some monster masks that we've been working on. Yes, yeah, so a lot of rework's going on. Cleaning these up and getting them ready for sale is what it looks like. Yeah, there's... Uh, Replacement tubings. That's right. And then uh, one bit of news since uh, this project started at Adafruit, it looks like the... Uh, oh, this is like four years in the making, but yeah, we just don't so, give up. So it uh, looks like the Tubman 20 is going to happen. Maybe it'll speed up a little bit more. It was supposed to happen a while ago. And we had a stamp project. You're on. You're on this uh, Tubman. Uh, uh, the the beat. The Tubman beat now for like what five six years. Yeah, we're long long on tub. Long on tubs. Okay. All right, and then it wouldn't be Adafruit factory footage without what's going on across the street. This is Disney. Oh, you saw the snow. This must have been the, that one day we had like one and a half inches of snow or something. They probably don't even understand what snow is. All they know is they have to dig this hole. Dig, dig, dig. All right, 3D printing. We're going to play the two videos back to back. We have uh, Noam Pedro's uh, Braincraft boombox, and then we have a speed up, take it away, Noam Pedro. Hey, what's up, folks? In this project, we're building a lo-fi radio with the Raspberry Pi in Adafruit's Braincraft hat. We designed and 3D printed this case to house electronics and features a built-in speaker and display. The Pi is set up in kiosk mode and automatically plays any YouTube music stream. This uses digital I2S, so it's got high-quality stereo output. The Braincraft hat has everything you need to make an all-in-one YouTube player. The case has access to all the ports, so you can get to the headphone jack if you want to hook this up to a bigger sound system. The built-in joystick can be used to change the stations and adjust the volume. This lets you quickly switch between different YouTube channels without having to use a keyboard or mouse. You can also play and pause the video by pressing the button next to the joystick. To keep the pie nice and cool, we added holes to the side of the case for better airflow. This small yet beefy speaker has some decent volume and pretty good bass response. The 3D printed cover fits over the speaker to help increase the acoustics. We've included mounting holes on the bottom for attaching a tripod screw adapter. This lets you secure it to a tripod or any tripod compatible mount. We think this is great for folks who want to set up their projects in different orientations. The Adafruit Braincraft hat has tons of built-in goodies, so it's great if you want to make a no-solder project. It comes with an external fan, which helps prevent the pie from overheating, which is necessary for those intense computational projects. Installation is super easy. You can just press fit the hat right on top of your Raspberry Pi. You can 3D print the case in PLA filament and have fun picking your own colors. The speaker cover is made from a few pieces that are snap fitted together. The Pi is fitted into the case and can be secured with or without screws. There's a JST port built right into the hat so it's easy to plug in a speaker. The front cover is fitted over the hat with the speaker cable fitted through a slit. Install the speaker by press fitting it through the ring in front of the case. The cover can then be placed over the speaker and it's held in place. To get the software ready, you'll need to burn an SD card with at least 16 gigs of storage. We used our portable display to output the desktop from the Raspberry Pi. You can use the software updater to easily update the OS and libraries. You'll want to enable SSH and follow the guide to install the Blinka libraries. Follow the steps to get the fan service running along with the audio settings. Next, we can disconnect the HDMI monitor and install the display module. This script allows you to rotate the display so you can change the orientation of the screen. 
Lastly, we can install the kiosk script so we can play YouTube videos in full screen. The script checks the orientation of the display and adjusts the joystick to match the screen. Once you've added your favorite streams to the playlist, you can enable the system to read only. This allows you to unplug the Pi without having to worry about the SD card being corrupted. And that's it, a simple way to build a YouTube streaming radio device. We hope this inspires you to check out Adafruit's BrainCraft hat for the Raspberry Pi. Thanks so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe for more projects from Adafruit. Alright, don't forget every single Wednesday 3 Hangouts with Noah and Pedro. Alright, it's time. Mm-hmm. Did you key and Adafruit present? Hi, on Alright, this week. ST Micro! Yeah. Which we, I got you a nice uh, vector logo. So this week's INPI is from an ST microcontroller. So uh, it is the, I love how they have this rendering with the number on it. It's the STM32WLEX, but in this case, the X is gonna be five. <laughs> I say X equals five in this one. Why? Because I'm talking specifically about, this is the STM32, you know, uh, wireless, I think it's WL, low energy. Uh, is probably what WLE stands for, and five means it's got LoRaWAN support. Okay, what what do you what do I mean LoRaWAN? So we actually stock uh, LoRa radios and LoRaWAN radios in the store, um, and we have for a while. I really like them. What's a LoRaWAN? If you are not familiar, um, you probably know about Bluetooth, right? That's a, a low power wireless network that communicates between you know your phone and uh, a tablet and your computer, or like your watch and you know your GPS or your heart rate monitor. And um, there's also cellular, right? That's what your phone uses, but also there's embedded cellular that gets data, you know, to and from uh, machine to machine from, you know, like a, a vending machine would send uh, data to a main uh, distribution network saying, hey, I'm out of Sprite, come over and, and fill me up with Sprite so they know what to deliver. Um, there's also Wi-Fi, you're really familiar with that. Um, but all these have downsides. Um, so. Wi-Fi, you know, it, it's pretty good, but it's not super long range. There is a limitation. The same with Bluetooth. Um, and cellular has really long range because you can be like within miles of a um, uh, antenna. But the problem is you have to pay for it monthly. What's really nice about LoRa is that uh, it has mile range, but it's free. So we have, you know, we showed you the bonnet and we here is a feather with a um, RFM. 9x it's a, a sx1276 based module and that's the thing on the right that silver thing and then we have a microcontroller in the center that controls it well i mean what if you didn't need two things right there's two things here microcontroller radio 
What if we squish them together? Okay, well, this is the radio that you would normally use, the SX1276. And it's like, you know, five, six bucks. And, and you actually kind of have to use this radio if you're using LoRa because it's under patent. But what's cool about this chip is it has that radio like literally inside it. You don't need to wire it up. And you even get the Sigfox and LoRaWAN stack. Sigfox is a, a paid network that's similar to LoRaWAN. I don't use it as much, so I don't speak to it. But um, if you're interested in, in Sigfox, uh, they run the backbone network for you, so you don't have to have a gateway. And that's something you have to think about. With LoRaWAN, well, with cellular and Wi-Fi, right, there's an existing router network internet that you work with. But with LoRaWAN, you're going to have to set up your own gateway. Um, we recommend uh, getting involved with the Things Network because they set up citywide network gateways and they have gateways available and products available that you can purchase that work with LoRaWAN. So even though you have to maintain your own network, there's like a community there. There's people you can hang out. Um, I went to the Things Network and I like checked out the devices that work with it and they had like 300 plus gateways and devices that you could use with um, this chip to create your wireless like mesh or star-shaped network. This is an indoor uh, router that we stock. It's only 99 bucks, and it gives you a uh, Wi-Fi to LoRa gateway. Um, we also have uh, one that's, you know, much more complicated. It's eight channel and it goes on a Raspberry Pi. Also, you know, it can give you cellular or Wi-Fi connectivity. Um, so this chip has a lot going on with it. Uh, what I really like is it has all the peripherals and timers you want. I think it's even got USB. The low power numbers are excellent. Uh, it's like one microamp. Um, it's got lots of GPIOs and PLLs. It's basically an STM32F4, uh, Cortex-M4. Um, I think running at like 64 megahertz, I can't quite see, maybe 48 megahertz with 64K uh, flash. And uh, it's, you know, you wouldn't necessarily run CircuitPython on it yet, maybe some of the bigger chips, but you can definitely run C code and they provide all the C code for you. There's also some security stuff in there uh, so you can encrypt your data. Um, but yeah, the specs on it for the low power are just like incredible. Um, so in, in stop mode, but with the RTC, it's one microamp. If you're into shutdown mode, you're getting into the nanoamp zone. Um, but otherwise, what's really cool is just you have the radio built in. Uh, so this chip, the pricing is also really competitive. It's basically the same price as just the radio, but you get this free microcontroller with it. So you can pick it up. This yeah, is the part I recommend. Key. And here's a short URL, digikey.com sort, forward slash 4T300P. It's kind of a nice short URL. You just type in um, probably STM32. STM32, WLE. But let's look at the overhead real fast because I want to show you the uh, Nucleo add-on. Um, so this is, it's kind of cool actually. It came with a little tin, and I just removed the tin. It actually wasn't even soldered on. It's clipped on, which is pretty sweet. Let me just... Uh, now zoom in into the into the analog section. Okay, so this is the analog section, and I just want you to see that you. Uh, this is the chip, and so the one I picked was a QFN, but they does come in BGA if you want it really small. You will need to create your analog section, right? It it, it has a radio, but you have to uh, handle all the the antenna interfacing, and then this is the antenna. Um, it runs, I think, you can do like 100 to about 1,000 gigahertz. It's sub-gigahertz. Uh, you don't have to use LoRa. You can also use like FSK or, or you know, BFSK or whatever. You have all the other encodings, although I, I picked this because I really like LoRa, and I, I think that the idea of an all-in-one chip is great. 
um, you'll have to tune this antenna section for the antenna frequency you want. So even though just, so people ask me all the time, like, oh, I can tune this between 100 and 900. Well, that's assuming that your antenna is good between that range and that your, your front end area is, is tuned to that range. If not, you're just going to have to pick, you know, a narrow band of about 100 megahertz and, and stick to that. So that's the um, STM32WLE5 series. One thing to watch out for, there's also four and other chips. The five is the one that has the LoRa WAN stack come with it. So that's what I recommend if you want to do all-in-one LoRa microcontroller stuff. Okay. And we have a little bit of a short video from STM. I love this one. I'm excited when they make one with a little bit more RAM. I think this would be a great Circuit Python chip. All right, we have a whole bunch of new products this week, so that's why we're trying to I move know. through everything. So a little bit of a reminder before we start new products. Uh, don't forget, uh, pick up an Adabox if you haven't already. We only have a few left. We're doing the 100 days of masking, so if everyone masks up, we'll probably um, do something, because we don't really have anything else we can do. <laughs> this is all we can do. We're near uh, the end. We're so near the end, but um, 100, 100 days of masking yeah. and 100 days of vaccine. So it's more of like a reminder in your order, like help other people. Yes. Um, and then don't forget, you all the get all the freebies and more. But with that being said, let's uh, kick it off. Okay. New, 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 new. Okay, we have a jam-packed new show. A lot of the stuff that didn't make it into last week because we were just picoing like bonkers is in this week. So let's kick it off. Okay, first up, we have uh, from Kittronic. I just love this adorable microbit slash clue breakout board. Um, it's got this uh, slim uh, connector on it. You plug your uh, clue or pico, uh, clue or pico, clue or microbit or microbit V2 or other microbit compatible like we had that high five board. What I thought was kind of nifty is they give you the sticker that like has the pinouts on it and it goes on the connector, which is a kind of a, a unique uh, idea. And this is the other side. And then uh, 
this is the sticker. You, you put the sticker on yourself because they have the labeling on the bottom. But basically, it's just a really slim way of making a breadboard-friendly uh, microbit connector, and you have plenty of space left over on your breadboard. Okay, back to... Oh, you want to show it? Did you want to show it? Or? Uh, I think the picture is good, but yeah, why not? Let's, let's go quick to uh, the overhead. Yeah, so what I just really like is how you have a... This is tough to focus on because it's so long. Um, what I just like is that you have all this extra space. You have all the pins broken out, but you have all this extra space here for breadboarding. So um, pair this up with some short wires, and uh, it'll be a really... It's just it's so cute and like easy and fun, and you still have access to the buttons and to the LEDs. Okay, cool. All right. Next up, let's go over to... Okay, the Pico fun never ends. We finally got the book in. This is the book. Uh, getting started with MicroPython on Raspberry Pi Pico. Uh, we love Python on hardware. We love this book. Uh, it's, it's really fun. The graphics are beautiful. It's full color. You can also download it, the PDF online. I won't lie to you if you don't want to buy the book. But if you're giving a gift of a Pico, there's people who learn better from books. You don't have to scroll through things. You can make notes. You can, you know, draw pictures on it. Um, so this book is from uh, the Pi Foundation uh, by uh, Gareth Hathakri and uh, Ben Everand. And uh, it's got all sorts of projects. You'll need a couple components to maybe follow along, resistors, LEDs, and buttons. Guess what? You can get those all from the Adafruit shop. All right, next up. Okay, next up, this was cool. So I found this, like, some other way. I didn't realize that Kano made a, um, a cute little... Uh, webcam but they did and i thought they went what was nice is they went totally weird with it like in a good way um so this is a uh webcam that first off it's right angle and it's got this gooseneck right let me see if i have one um, it's got a gooseneck to it so you can uh, make it into like a document camera and it's got a uh, macro lens on it so let's go to the overhead this is it is a little bit unusual all this stuff that they be included okay so um this is the right angle usb connector so it, what's nice is that if you're using this with a laptop uh you can uh you can just plug it in and then this is the gooseneck so it's you know whatever you position it in it stays um there is a lamp it's not plugged in but normally an led would light up and then this is cool there is uh this is you know a normal lens and then when you put this way there's a little you can see a magnifying lens um, so you can uh, use this to look at like small things, gives you like a couple times magnification. There's also a little rotator and it comes with a USB-C adapter. So if you have like a MacBook or whatever that they don't believe in USB-A, you plug it in and uh, you're good as gold. So I just thought this was super cute. Um, it's two megapixel, uh, but it just shows up as a normal camera and it's great for like document camera work. But of course you can also just use it as a plain webcam, you just point it at your face. Yeah, I think for folks who have like single board computers, this is a... Uh Nice little... And it's a beautiful design. Nice little possibility to add on. Yeah, I like it. I think for machine learning, it would be great because you can, like, move it around and yeah. point it at stuff, right? This is... Like, once you see it, you're like, well, duh, of course this is a good idea. So, good job, right. Kano. Next up. Um, okay, we have a... Somebody's, like, tweeted, like, I'm in the Wi-Fi. I'm in the Bluetooth. I'm in the combination Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Uh, this is a combination Wi-Fi and Bluetooth dongle. Um, you get the Wi-Fi, 802.11n. You also get the BLE. 
Um, it's a little dongle. Why? There's people who have, you know, single board computers like maybe old Beagle Bones or old Raspberry Pis where you have a limited number of ports. Maybe even have only one port like a uh, Raspberry Pi A. But you want to add Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. You know, you don't want to get a whole new computer. Maybe you have it set up just the way you want. Um, so you plug this in. Uh, you have to install the kernel driver. It's a little annoying. It doesn't just automatically appear on Linux. But when you use it with a Mac or Windows, it, it does. It's built into those operating systems. Um, that said, you know, this is kind of the only combination Wi-Fi, Bluetooth thing I could ever find. So this is it. Uh, we used to carry one that was, was I thought was really nice, but it got discontinued. And uh, this is what we could find instead. That said, it does work quite well. I plugged into a Raspberry Pi Zero, uh, installed the software, and then I had Bluetooth and Wi-Fi after I rebooted. All right, mix up. Okay, this by popular demand, by popular demand, I mean uh, Paint Your Dragon asked for it. Um, this is NeoPixel with ultra, ultra high density. So 300 plus LEDs per meter. Uh, so this is a half meter long strip, and you're wondering, why did you go with a half meter, not a full meter? Well, the full meter um, had a gap in the middle, and I kind of didn't like it. And so I decided, you know what, if, I'm gonna, if we're going to stop this, I'm going to stop the you know, one that's just a, a smooth, um, it, it's like a very smooth um, a silicone bead where the colors like mix very nicely. So uh, let's go to the next yeah, few photos. Yeah, we got a few photos here. Here's how it connects up. Yeah, and there's just some pictures showing the close-up. So the LEDs are so close together, and they're covered with the silicone that they basically blend. Like, you can, like, with this, with our nicest camera, you can, and at the lowest brightness, you can see the little dots. But in person, um, not as much. So you can go to the overhead, and this is, of course, freaking out because it's so bright. Let me start over again. So, yeah, this is... Um, just ultra, ultra high density, um, 165 neopixels. So you do need a good power supply. I think my power supply maybe isn't that great. Um, but you'll need like a up to two amp power supply uh, for these neopixels. Um, but that said, if you want something, here, let me move this. If you want something super slim and you can even cut it out of the um, silicone coating, this would be great for cosplay or like embedding into like art or something where you want like a perfectly smooth bead of light. Um, and now it's a NeoPixel, so you can change every LED on this entire strip uh, individually just with any NeoPixel code. All right. And then uh, we seem to have some other things that yes, came into the store. Yes, we have uh, also single color. Now, you're like, why would I get these when I have the NeoPixel? Well, the NeoPixels need to be coded. These do not. You just give them 9 to 12 volts. So we've got yellow. And we've got pink, and these are all one meter long, and I think they're also 350 LEDs per meter. So again, a very smooth, pure bead of light. We've got blue, uh, we've got green, and we also have red. So we have kind of all the colors. Um, they're all the same price, and they all use the same power. It's just, you know, what color do you want when you turn it on? Um, let me see if I've got... Again, on the overhead, I've got the power supply here. Let me pick out the green one. That's gonna be super bright. So, it comes on a reel. Let's go to the overhead and I'll show that. Like the NeoPixel strips we just chatted about, these come on a reel. Uh, there's a little silicone bead, and you can even see that these are, it's, it's greened a little bit. Um, it comes in silicone covering, but you can remove it. But unlike the NeoPixel, this is only uh, 
power and ground. There's no data line because you just give it, I've got like a power supply over here with the clips. So let me plug the power into the power and the ground to the ground and it lights up. Uh, so really beautiful, beautiful, bright, like shining green. And again, it's a basically a smooth bead of light. It just, it's kind of what you want um, EL wire to look like, but it never did. Um, you can get that effect with this. And these are all individual colors. You can PWM the whole strip. But if you want to change the individual colors or change the whole strip color, of course, you have to get that uh, NeoPixel instead. Um, but, you know, it sort of depends on whether you want to write any code or whether you just want to plug it in and go. I know a lot of people who do projects or they want to light something up and they're like, I don't want to write any code. I just want to give it power and it lights up. This, you give it 12 volts and Bob's your uncle. Right. Super easy. Okay. And the star of the show tonight besides you, Lady Ada, our community, our customers, our team, Adafruit, and all the folks hanging out tonight is? The SPI SMT card. When we tweeted about this, uh, people really liked it. Um, half the people thought this is amazing and half the people said, I have no idea what you would do this for. So this is interesting. This is a chip. Uh, the chip on the right is an SPI SMT SD card. So it's an SD card, but it's soldered directly onto the PCB, but you interface with it just like you would an SD card breakout. So it worked with Arduino and CircuitPython and MicroPython, basically anything that you would talk to an SD card for data logging. This is a um, half gigabyte card, so 512 megabytes. So why would you use this? Why not just use an SD card uh, holder? Um, so the number one use case I see for this is people who are putting projects into uh, stuff that vibrates heavily, like rockets or maybe into robots, and they don't want the risk of the SD card getting shaken loose, which can happen. Um, especially if it gets hit really hard, like the rocket falls to earth. Um, if you have one of these things, um, you solder it in and it, you, know, you can mechanically bolt it down and it's not moving anywhere. And no matter how hard it hits, it's not going to, I mean, if it falls off the board, the whole thing's broken anyways. Um, so that's kind of nice. Another thing is for size. There are some times where you mechanically, you just want something smaller uh, and that could be good in this case too. The uh, write speed for these, I think is class eight. I have that documentation in there, but it's over SPI. So you're not going to get you know, full SP, you know, you're not going to get that full write speed probably because you're going to be bound by the speed of your SPI, but you can run it at up to 80 megahertz clock rate. I just think this is kind of cool, right? I mean, I'll probably do one that's the SDIO interface as well. Um, but a lot of people have code that uses um, SPI for interfacing with SD cards. You can just plop this in. It's already pre-formatted with FAT16 as well. So it's ready to go. Kind of cool for data logging. All right. And with that, we'll get Okay, cool. All right. So we have some top secret. What's um, top secret? If folks uh, start putting their questions over on Discord, adafruit.it slash Discord, we'll get to those at the end of the show um, and answer all your questions. And uh, folks right away said, yep, now I can build that data logger for my model rocket. That's right. That's, uh, that's basically what I thought when I saw so it. So we have a couple top secrets, and all we'll right. do that while uh, the questions are getting lined Ooh, up over there. Let's open up the vault. Yeah, so first top secret is... What is it? It's the Cutie Pico. No, it's the Cutie Pie RP2040. Boy, it was like, I couldn't fit this in single-sided, of course. It just, it fits, it just, there's no way to fit it. But I did fit it in a double-sided board. The RP2040 and flash and crystal on the bottom and on the top, USB-C. Two buttons, because it needs one for bootloading and one for resetting. Um, stomach UT connector and all the pads you expect. It's castellated, even though I don't know how much sense that makes. But I want it to stay consistent. Um, I guess you could cut a hole in your PCB and you could still 
you know, mount it somehow. The castellations don't show up in this rendering, um, but I think that could be cool. Uh, one thing I did is the uh, Stemic UT connector is a separate uh, I2C port than the one that's broken out, so you actually get 10 pins, uh, 12 pins, not 10. So bonus two pins. All right, next up. Next up, uh, this is just a weird idea. You know, people are like, oh, the Raspberry Pi is like the Pico. It's kind of the same size as the Zero. And I'm like, well, what happens if I just put the Pico on a Zero, right? So it can, like, maybe use shields and, like, or it could use Raspberry Pi bonnets and hats and stuff. So I kind of routed all the pins around. And, like, I think it might work. Um, there's not a lot of space left over, and I had to get rid of one mounting hole. But there's, like, a battery charger on there and a Stemic UT. And, and the Pico itself just gets soldered directly on. And I thought it'd be cool to try to do selective, or sorry, selective, surface mount soldering because it comes castellated. All right. And then uh, this was a... Uh, Bonus. Yeah, this was the Freebie. Pico Zero schematic. And then this was something else you were working oh, on. Oh, no. So those two things, the, this and the previous thing, that's yeah. the uh, Feather RP2040. So people were like, they wanted to get started with this chip, and they're yeah. like, well, I don't have one. So I said, hey, here's a design that I know works. It's the, the Feather. This is now the Revision B. It's all tested. And is this the schematic that you released with that? Oh, no, sorry. That is the zero. Yeah. So I this, can barely see this font. Is no, this I know. I put, the, I put this and this in the same folder, and I, then this is the latest option. Sorry. Yeah. You know what? Like, all the schematics look the same now. So, uh, sorry. This is the, the feather. So the feather we're going to release, but I also published the board files and schematic up on GitHub. Just search for RP2040 in our GitHub repo. Um, and you can, well, you can make the feather if you want, if you can get chips, but... I thought this would be a good a work point for people making their own designs. You can import this into KiCad. You can use an EagleCAD as is. Uh, take away everything you don't want. Keep the basics and then uh, design your own board off of it. All right. And that's top secret. Back in the vault with you. All right. All right we have so, a couple minutes for questions. Yeah. There's um, some questions. Uh, I'll just start at the ones I'm seeing here. Uh, Bill had asked this on Twitter, and I think we already said we were going to do this, uh, even though it's part of the top secret thing. Yeah. Um, bypass jumper on the protection dial of the QDE Pi Pico. Yes, I'm adding one, because I know you wanted one from the Raspberry, the, the previous, the SAMD one, but it was already manufactured. This one, there's a little jumper on the bottom. You can't okay. see it, but it's it's there. Have you seen the Beagle 5? No. Opinions? Will Adafruit no, create something is. with the wrist warships? That's the new thing from uh, BeagleBone, the Beagle 5. Oh, Remember I sent that over? Dude, I don't know. Look, this week is it? Yeah. I can't remember anything. But uh, Risk Five, more Risk Five is great. I love the Risk Five. I love that there's more competition in the field. I'm into it. It will probably stock it. Yeah. Next up, um, what's a reasonable max length for the SPI breakout boards? For I mean, for SPI, but the distance that you can do depends, of course, on your your drive strength and the capacitance of your wires and all that good stuff. But in general, for 10 megahertz. You know, you can go up to a foot, but, like, you're really stretching it. I, I would not go beyond six inches. Um, and you just got to be really careful. Okay. You're not really supposed to go past, like, two Would inches. we do a RP2040 Feather Sense? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. And, yeah, I was thinking about, like, removing the SWD just like I did for the NR52840 and then putting sensors there. Um, it's tough because there's no Bluetooth built in, so it's like, does that make as much sense to make. I don't know. To find out. Uh, when do you think the actual RP2040 chips will be available? We don't know. But they said I, Q2. Yeah. I'm, I don't know any more than you do, by the yeah. way. Yeah, and in case everyone's wondering, um, I'm positive they're going to get out these, these chips to everyone. This is part of the this is part of the goal. Think of it this way. They're, they're going up against chip makers. They have to be successful with this. This is the first chip they've done. 
um, you know, the silicon isn't free. Uh, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's made out of sand. It's not the in, most plentiful thing it's on not, earth. It's not. It's not Intel or AMD making these or Apple. Um, however, like this isn't cheap either. So like they're. They're working on. I mean, look, they've. They're going to get tons of these out. Yes, they're going to get chips out. You're going to be able to get them. I yeah. do not have any insight other than what I see on social media. You know, Edmund says Q2. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even have an order in. Like, I've told them I want a reel, but, like, I don't... There, there's no ship date or yeah. anything. So I don't think you have to worry about that. One yeah. suggestion I have is, like, get a Pico and start designing... Just use that. For that. For All for the now. pins are broken out. And then, yeah, you can use it as is on your design. Yeah. Like okay. I did with that zero. Uh, next up. Do, 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 do. Um... I guess this is a follow-up. Uh, integrated ESP for Wi-Fi? Would you do something like that where it's like... I'm, I'm thinking about it. I know, I know Pimeroni, I think, has like an add-on for the Pico to add Wi-Fi. It's just tough because it's like, you know, does it really make sense to just not, not just use an ESP32 S2, right? Like, it's... I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Like, the reason that we added the Wi-Fi coprocessor for the all our M4 boards is that there was no other option um, for CircuitPython with Wi-Fi, but now there's native Wi-Fi for CircuitPython. I don't know. I'm, I'm torn a little bit. Okay, we ever sell high-speed coax serial to serial boards for HD cameras? First time we've ever been asked that. No, this is a good one, but I, I think there's a lot of AV companies that are going to cover you. I don't, it doesn't, I don't know if I it makes like sense. I feel like Sony has a high-priced solution for you. Yes, if you want to pay $800. Yeah. Uh, and you get a Sony logo. There's um, something. So if it's it, one thing about Sony, at, at least uh, maybe old Sony, uh, sometimes it's harder for new Sony. Yeah. Or the current Sony is. Spider-Man whatever, Sony. Whatever price point, back in the day, like if you got a fifty dollar thing from Sony, that was the best fifty dollar thing in that category. Um, same thing. Whatever whatever the tier that they had, that was kind of the best. Things changed, but anyways. Yeah. Uh, any plans for a QFP RP twenty forty? I think it. Oh, instead of QFN? I don't know. Um, I haven't seen any. I've only seen this QFN, and it's 0.4 millimeters, so uh, it would be a really crummy... If, it, if they just put legs on it, it would be miserable. I think if you're going to have a 0.4 millimeter pitch chip, you might as well get QFN. Some folks are saying uh, they're going to um, hot air off the Pico chip. You can do it. I've yeah. done it myself. It's, 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 it's totally approved. Um, yeah. Just be careful, but you can carefully remove it. And uh, solder, you know, you can you can get away with that. Just uh, really double check your schematics so you don't waste pins because you don't want right. to tear them off. Um, have we got the SP32 S3 samples yet? Nope. Nope. I don't even have any promise of like there is no even order yet. This is nothing. Believe me. Like what if I show if I can show you a sample, I show it instantly. I mean, we immediately show. It. I show everything instantly. Like we've we've taken things out of an envelope and. And been like, and take a photo. It, and posted it on... on uh, like, I'll literally get a package and I'll be like, check this out, and we'll immediately photo it. Yeah. Believe me, I don't. if I don't have something, it's either because I'm an NDA and I can't tell you, or I don't have it. Any timeline on Adafruit Feather S2 boards? Waiting for when I can get those modules. Because i got samples, but I don't have chips, the modules yet. So when the minis are available, that's when we'll launch. Because the design's done, it's ready to go. Will there be a free space optics project? I have no idea what that is, but it sounds cool. Yeah, free space. Um, what is a Geiger Muller tube? A Geiger tube is um, like a gas filled tube that reacts to radiation. Um, for more details beyond that, you want to check like Wikipedia, because I don't know the details. I just know that's what it does. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, some folks are saying there's some Picos in stock at micro centers, but you have to go. You have to, to physically. The store. I know, right? That's the little that trick. Is, that is how they do it. You go there for a two dollar Pico, you walk out with two thousand dollars of yeah. laptop. Uh, what is a Adafruit part similar for HCO64? Do we know? We don't really have a lot of Bluetooth Classic stuff anymore. Um, the ESP32 can do it, but I don't have like an off-the-shelf Bluetooth thing. I used to, and the company like went under, and then I couldn't find a replacement. So get HCO6. If, that, if that, that does a job for you, get one of those. Okay. All right. Well, that is the questions that we have for now. We finished just in time. Yeah, right on time. On time and, and on budget. Uh, all right, that's our show for tonight, everybody. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. We'll see everybody next week. Uh, thanks to Takara, who's in the Slack chat. Natafruit running some stuff behind Thank the scenes. Thank you, Takara. Thank you, uh, all of our Adafruit team members. that have been holding together. We're exhausted. It's been it's been it's been non ending since since last week. It just hasn't stopped. So we're gonna rest. But thanks for yeah. uh, we did get through the entire show. We and, did. And we finished exactly when we're supposed to. We're supposed to finish we at it. nine. We did it. Yay. Okay, so we're we'll in see a you. bed. <laughs> I'm like so that. tired. All right, we'll see everybody next week. Uh, please stay safe. Even if you don't place an order, one co cool thing about all this picos that went out is everybody is they all got a mask. getting a mask in the USA. And by the way, if you're about to ask when we're getting more picos, I don't know. I we ordered know. more. It could be a month. Yeah, we sold out pretty fast. So go to right. go to micro center. So we'll see everybody next week, same time, 8 p.m. on Ask an Engineer. Uh, special thanks again to all of our customers and all the community. Please place orders. Uh, I keep hearing on the news how, like, USA manufacturing is important. Well, like, here we are. That's we've, us. We've been doing this for a while. I showed you videos. Yeah. Manufacturing and, uh, monster masks. You know, we're still standing, uh, sort of. Um, Sitting. So we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week and good weekend. Here is your moment of Zener. <laughs>